Today's episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by Amio. Everyone loves to travel, but not all travel booking platforms are reliable. Thankfully, there's Amio, which can make any trip you desire feel effortless. Just enter your travel details, and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and even ferry options to help you book your first real vacation for 2021. And best of all, you'll be saving time and money, which is a win-win. Right now, Amio wants to help you leave the house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to Amio.com and enter the code LISTENER5 at checkout. But act quickly because this offer is valid until July 31st. Emil, plan, book, and love the journey. Last time on Geeks Crossing, Eric talked about the GameCube and recapped his favorite games of all time. Sure as this might sound biased to some people, but in the end, he was proud of it. However, there was one game that Eric forgot to mention, a game that's both famous and infamous, and now it's coming back to bite him in the ass. Will Eric be able to overcome this game that plagued his childhood? Let's find out. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> What's good everyone, and welcome to the unofficial sequel to my GameCube episode. I'll explain why I call it that in a little bit. Basically, when I recap my list, there was one game I purposely didn't bring up, and that was Super Mario Sunshine! Okay, real talk, I have very mixed opinions towards this game, which is why I couldn't bring myself to put in the top 10, or even put it as an honorable mention for that matter. But I'm not the only one who feels this way apparently, because this game is sort of the black sheep of 3D Mario games, so I figured it wouldn't be fair to do an episode that's dedicated to it. Besides, I know for a fact that there are some people out there who are pissed off at me for not including it in my GameCube episode. Sorry, hopefully this will make up for it. Then again, I'm kinda shitting on it, so it's a double-edged sword when you think about it. <laughs> Basically, I'll be going over the story, gameplay, then give my final thoughts. But I'm sure you guys know my format by now. More importantly, everything I say is just my opinion. Sunshine lovers, please spare my life if you hear anything negative. And there's a lot I can personally tell you that. With that said, is Super Mario Sunshine worth all this hate and frustration after playing it for so many years? Let's find out. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the Super Mario Sunshine Retrospective. Let's begin with the story. Now, gamers and Mario fans alike know that the story really doesn't matter in these games. In fact, they're almost obsolete. However, Sunshine does something different by giving us an actual story. And wow, it was something alright. Mario goes on vacation with Princess Peach and her toad servants to a place called Isle Delfino, our tropical island paradise. I guess getting kidnapped on a daily basis and having Mario save the day must get pretty exhausting after a while so I don't blame them for going on vacation. However, the island is polluted with mysterious ink, and Mario decides to clean up using a machine called Flood, which stands for the Flash Liquidizer Ultra Dousing Device. Try saying that three times fast. I would, but I don't think you guys want to hear it. <laughs> Afterwards, Mario gets arrested and pressed for charges against polluting the island. Of course, we know that's bullshit because Mario literally just got there. Now, think about your average court case. There's freedom of speech, due process, right to an attorney, the jury must go into deliberation before making a fair and economical choice. How does the justice system of this place work? Well, they're like, fuck that shit, Mario is guilty by default. For God's sakes, Mario, say something, try to defend yourself. Oh wait, Mario only talks when he feels like it, so that doesn't help. So as punishment for his alleged crime, he has to clean the entire island. The only difference is that the police are now up his ass, because one cop is like, Remember, we'll be watching you, pal. We'll know it when you start jacking off. Yeah, bullshit. Suddenly, we get introduced to Shadow Mario, who has his eyes on Peach. Just like every other creep on the internet. Okay, real talk, 
This is one of the most frustrating parts to witness, because Peach literally had so much time to run away and hide, and said she stood there in fear and let herself get kidnapped. And to make matters worse, the citizens now know that there are two Marios roaming around, with one of them obviously spreading graffiti everywhere, and Mario is still blamed for everything! What the fuck?! It's even worse than Sonic Adventure 2 when Sonic is blamed for everything that Shadow did. If Mario does something worse than what Sonic did, then you know it's bad. We soon learn that Shadow Mario's true identity is Bowser Jr. His introduction, by the way. Bowser Jr. framed Mario as revenge for defeating his father and kidnapping his quote-unquote, Mama. He's like, I won't let you take Mama Peach away from me. Even Peach herself started to question this. Mama? Mama Peach? I'm your mama? Peach, my dear. Did you get birth to this deformed turtle thing or not? So now, just like every other Mario game, Mario has to save Peach from Bowser. I thought the whole point of going on vacation was to get away from your daily life. Speaking of which, Bowser was pretty pissed off this time. Mario! How dare you disturb my family vacation! I forgot to mention that the voice acting is horrible. If you think my impressions were bad, wait until you hear the actual audio. As usual, Mario defeats Bowser, Peach is saved, the island is restored, and now everyone can finally enjoy their vacation. Except for Flood, who apparently took a lot of damage from the fight with Bowser. And sadly, malfunctions. Even though Flood barely did anything outside the first few cutscenes, it's still sad when you think about it. Mario and Flood acted like a real team through and through. I guess Flood will continue to live on with our memories and... I'm just fucking around. Flood gets repaired in the following scene, which makes his quote-unquote death scene completely pointless. Oh yeah, Bowser tries to tell his son that Peach isn't really his mother, but that's okay. Because Junior wants to follow his father's footsteps in crushing Mario. You know, like father like son but in a bad way. Or maybe it's a good way in their eyes. I don't know, I'm just overthinking things again. <laughs> and that's the story in a nutshell. Very cringy and awkward to go through. The gameplay, though, is another story. Much like Super Mario 64, Sunshine offers areas to explore in a three-dimensional setting. Mario himself, though, functions about the same as before. He can run, slide, jump high, and do the ground pound on enemies. The only things missing are basic punch and kicks. But that's okay, because most of the gameplay centers on Flood, what makes Flood unique is how he comes with four different nozzles to utilize water. First, we have the basic nozzle, which only shoots a stream of water. It's good for cleaning up any goop, graffiti, or staggering enemies. Next, the hover nozzle, which can keep Mario airborne briefly. The turbo nozzle, which can make Mario run really fast. And lastly, the rocket nozzle, which can blast Mario sky high. These are all fun to use in their own ways, though I can't say for sure if I have a favorite or not. Just be careful with your water supply, because Flood will have an empty tank every now and then. Thankfully, there's water everywhere for you to refill Flood. Because if there's one thing I learned from this game, is that it can never have too much water. Yoshi is back as well, but unlike past titles, Yoshi eggs can only be hatched by using a certain fruit. Once you have Yoshi by your side, he can eat the fruit that can not only change his colors, but regurgitate his stomach juice sat like Flood. Gross, yet effective. But I'll tell you what isn't gross, the graphics. This game takes a tropical setting to a whole new level, no pun intended. As someone who loves the beach, or tropics in general, I can't help but admire all this, Isle Delfino serves as this game's hub world, so to speak. There, you can roam around, talk to NPCs, and spray water at them. I know that only makes Mario look more antagonistic, but those fuckheads deserve it. Isle Delfino is also where you have access to the many worlds, almost like in Super Mario 64 with Peach's Castle. It's hard for me to pick a favorite world, though. I could say Bianco Hills because it's easily the easiest one of them all, but I do enjoy the aesthetics of Noki Bay. If I had to pick my least favorite, definitely Piazza Village, because most of the levels there suck. That's right, I'm talking about you, Goopy Inferno. Speaking of which, the levels in this game are pretty much the same regardless of what world you're in. Again, like Super Mario 64. You complete an intro mission, collect red rings, fight a boss, and chase down Shadow Mario. I know, it's pointless to call him that since we know who he really is, but the game doesn't seem to care, so why should I? Completing each level will grant Mario a shine sprite, 
They're pretty much just games equivalent to the Power Stars, in which you need a certain number of them to beat the story. They're also the island source of light or something like that. I don't know, they only mention it for like 5 seconds. Some of these can also be achieved by going through the hub worlds and using blue coins or trade-ins. Blue coins can be found almost everywhere in this game thanks to the M graffiti marks. It's funny that I keep mentioning Super Mario 64 because this game heavily borrows assets from that title. But hey, if you're someone who loves playing that game, then you're in luck. Because there are secret levels for you to do in each world that doesn't require Flood because he gets kidnapped by Shadow Mario. Yeah, I'm not wasting time. Fuck these levels. I appreciate what they were doing, but these levels have nothing but moving platforms, disappearing blocks, and unorthodox puzzles. The worst hands down is the Chucksters, because if you're not at the right angle, the Chucksters will fucking throw you into oblivion. Going back to the bosses, again, I don't have a favorite because they're either too easy or complete bullshit. But if I had to choose, PD Piranha would probably be my favorite because he's the only boss that stuck out to me for some reason. The worst is a tie between Mecha Bowser and King Boo, who looks a lot more derpy than usual. As for Bowser himself, he's a lot easier compared to his last fight, which is a damn shame. Once you beat Bowser and collect around 60 Shine Sprites, there's roughly 60 more to collect if you want 100% the game. You can go back to past levels and collect 100 coins, again, like Super Mario 64, or complete hidden levels that are found throughout the island, all in which involve collecting red coins. And if you thought the non-flood levels were hard, oh god, the Sandbird, the Floating Garden, the Pachico Machine, and worst of all, the Poison River. If you fail to grab all red coins at once, you have to walk all the way back to the beginning on this very steep ledge. Seriously, fuck all these levels. Easily the worst in any 3D Mario game. At least you can hear peaceful music while going through all this pain and suffering. Speaking of which, I love the soundtrack. Yeah, for as shitty as this game is, the music is honestly great. Even today, I still listen to the game's soundtrack every now and then. Okay, but what happens when you collect all 120 Shine Sprites? How does this game reward you for 100 completion? By giving you... A postcard. What? That's all you get for collecting those damn things? A fucking postcard? How about a season change? More nozzles seized on flood? Or maybe play as Luigi? Something other than a goddamn postcard! God, all that time wasted. Yeah, I'm still suffering from all those emotional scars. But is this game really the worst 3D Mario game? Well... It's complicated, right? On one hand, this game tries to be unique with its gameplay style and how they tell its story. But on the other hand, this led to a very cringy story, horrible levels, and for the most part, a giant middle finger to those who actually attempt 100% this game. Despite all that, this game is still loved by many, even Nintendo themselves. I mean, why else would they make a stage based off this game in Smash Bros, or have many callbacks in Bowser's Fury? Hell, some people consider Sunshine to be their favorite Mario game, and that's fine, more power to you. I don't want to make it sound like I hate this game, because there are some parts I actually enjoyed, but the flaws make it very awkward for me to go back to, which begs the question, is Super Mario Sunshine worth revisiting after all these years? That's honestly debatable. If you're someone that gets triggered by cringy stories and horrible 3D platforming, then don't bother, it'll save you the trouble of losing your sanity. But if you love Mario and don't care about flaws, then by all means, go for it. Go down your basement, grab your GameCube, and start playing if you still have it. Or better yet, go with the Switch port. Assuming you're one of those people who were fortunate enough to get 3D All-Stars before Nintendo decided to take off the eShop. Seriously, what the fuck, Nintendo? Anyway, this has been another Geeks Crossing Podcast. Join our Discord server and follow our Instagram page if you haven't already. Links will be provided as always. Be sure to continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening and take care.